Welcome to the One Day at a Time podcast with your host and the future leader of the Republic of Wales, Scofflier. Now, this might be the only podcast in the world where you actually have to reduce the speed instead of increasing it. However, what I want to get over to you is that the past is gone, the future doesn't exist. So if you want to make the most of your life, you've got to make the most of these moments every single day. And this podcast is going to help you live a healthier, more fulfilled life, hopefully giving you some wisdom to take away every single day. So I'm going to shut up now so you can get on with listening to the next episode. Good morning, everyone. I hope you are well and healthy and ill-free. I haven't been ill-free. I'm still suffering in a sense a bit. I've gone through the, the darkest of days and I can't believe what a flu and a common cold can do to you. What it can do to a human body, Jesus Christ. Like, literally, on the couch, Ryan helped me one day, came over with supplies, I was like, I can't breathe. Only thing I think of was my next breath. I think, oh yeah, I can do some work. I can do some work on the couch, my laptop, nah, mate. That's the first time I've not even, I just haven't done anything. I just looked, hang on, you know what, I can't even look at my phone. And I'm, that's fine, because I don't care, I want to just, uh, I want to survive. Um, I'm not being overdramatic about it, it was, it was horrible. I think a lot of people have got the common cold. I think they call it rhinovirus. Imagine they use that term, the marketing, and they, ah, the people got the rhinovirus. Oh, it would be bad, guys. It would be bad. But I'm on the mend, taking it slow. So if any of you have been in the same boat, uh, here's a few things. Because it's, it's cold season now, and it? Flu season, whatever it's called. First thing, what I've noticed is you only get better after you sleep, even if you nap. So every time I slept, I managed to get a sleep or a nap, I'd wake up feeling a bit better. So I looked it up as well, like sleep helps fight off the virus, it helps you recover. So in that regard, you need to find ways to get to sleep because it's hard to get to sleep when you go the flu, like intense, because you're hot, you're sweating, nothing's comfortable, you can hardly breathe, you've got a sore throat, your head is throbbing. Neurofen, ibuprofen was the only thing. It double, you know, to four double dose, boom. Then you know, anti-inflammatory head. It comes down, and you have sleep. Then go to sleep. Um, didn't really do go outside much. So maybe if I went for walks, it'd been better. But I did go for a walk yesterday, and I felt drunk. Like I literally was walking around, going, "This is mental." I feel like I'm not part of my body. So I'm definitely slowly recovering. Ugh. Can you speak as well? Slowly recovering. Um. But thanks everyone for the kind messages as well. Lucy came for the uh, support box of uh, brownies, cakes, and stoic quotes, which I loved. I was like, oh, this is amazing. Have I, ordered, I was like, have I ordered some Etsy stoic stuff from Etsy when I've uh, been, been uh, the, the pinnacle of this illness? I don't know, I don't know, it wasn't. But no, I think, uh, yeah, it's just the simple stuff in there, like drinking water, sleeping. <laughs> I know people say it to you when you're really like, ah, oh, yeah. But I really did notice huge differences. Like what I noticed was I didn't have much of a good sleep in the nights. And then I wake up like 5 a.m. And I go, right, I'll take ibuprofen now. And then by 6, I sleep like a log. Wake up, much better state. So the sleep thing is definitely true. So anyone, that's your thing. Just sleep, 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 sleep. Um, but what I was doing is I was watching Vikings. I never seen it. So all I've watched is Vikings since I've been ill. It's been on all day, every day. I haven't been paying attention to it flat out, but all my dreams are now about Vikings. <laughs> As it just shows you the input into your mind equals the dreams you get. I've been dreaming of raids, guys. I've been raiding. I've been raiding towns and stuff. You know, I've been a good raider, though. I've been helping people out. 
Uh, I don't know how to read next, to be honest. I need to think because I'm still watching it. So my next read, God knows. Um, I'll have to have a look. I'll have to tell you after my dreams. <laughs> it's literally mental. I can't. I, I, can't, I don't think I can dream about anything else at the moment. So all you put into your... I think like whatever you put into your brain, you're going to kind of manifest in dreams. Right? What you, you know what I mean? So like that just kind of tells me all i need to know that my dreams are just influenced by what i'm doing that day basically i know it's kind of maybe obvious but people think dreams are random but really what you're putting in your head um but a few things actually talk about it's not really related to health fitness but a few things are propped up watching a series because it's based on true events um based in uh, 900 ad ish 800 to 900 ad following a Viking legendary warrior, Ragnar Lothbrok. And uh, really it comes down to a battle of religion. You've got the pagans, you've got the Thor and Odin versus, you know, the one God, Christ. Um, and what you find is really there's the extremes on both religion, religion people, the, the both sides that really don't have any kind of leeway. They don't really think, oh, really? But humans are more complicated. Yes, they are. Um, the people in the middle are the most interesting. There's a there's a Christian priest that kind of converts over to pagan beliefs and then goes back, and you kind of see the the Viking king go to Christianity a back. So there's a lot of learning between them, and that was the interesting part. But really, what stuck out to me was like they were in this kind of Ro Roman villa in the English king's court or whatever. King, what's the name now? King Eckbert. King, you know, these are real people. Like they existed. King Eckbert, and he had a cellar, and he had a Roman bath, and all in the bath was all these like paintings of the Romans made, and not any, not many people knew about the Romans. The Vikings definitely didn't know about the Romans. They didn't know anything. But the Romans, when they the the empire collapsed, a lot of knowledge was lost. And that's what the king was saying. He's like so much knowledge here because he was translating loads of the manuscripts of the Romans into uh, English, or into Anglo-Saxon or Saxon. Um, and he had a guy doing it because they're all in Latin. And he was saying, like, the books are where all the answers are. And I was like, that's the guy knows what he's on about. And the other kings are laughing at him. Ah, oh, the books. And, the, and there's nothing in books. But anyway, he found a battle strategy by one of the Roman generals. There's a transcript. Uh, there was a, a manuscript of a Roman general's tactics after a battle. And he took that tactic and used it in the battle against the Vikings and won. And then that made me realize, you know, Napoleon's tactics were all based off this... Uh, essay written by this general in 1770 about the core system and Napoleon read that and adopted it as his thing and that was why he destroyed everyone and that was then used across all European armies until 1945 so from 1790 something until 1945 all the battles in Europe really became from this one essay that was a manuscript that Napoleon managed to get his hands on then I was like interested in like, you know, Marcus Reyes' meditations. Some of they survived. There was one surviving manuscript in the Vatican Library that they managed to then translate, which is amazing. Then Epictetus' discourses. There was one from Oxford Library, but had a stain, ink stain on this, some parts are unre unreadable. Then they found one more manuscript. And I was like, that, that's nuts. Think of that, guys. 2,000 years ago, there's like one manuscript survived and there's two of Epictetus and other people. And a lot of knowledge has been lost. And I actually believe the Romans 
the golden age in terms of in the mind and what the ideas and thoughts and philosophy a lot of their stuff's been lost and we will never recover that because as a race now we're in the technological world where we're things people we're just we're on social media where we can talk to millions in a day compared we have gone beyond we can't go back to what they has they understood things two thousand years ago that we read now and go wow yeah that's bang on but they knew more that we have lost ah oh, that's so annoying isn't it that we lost that knowledge that they came across or found or discovered essentially um that we may never discover again anyway so that's kind of what I, that was the main takeaway from uh, this show is the importance of essentially reading old books I think we shall all read some old books. But this week is Stoic Week by Modern Stoicism, which I think you can sign up for free. I think it starts today. So I think you should sign up if you want to. They do like a questionnaire at the start and then one at the end to see if you've dealt with your week better according to some Stoic lessons, which I think is useful. But there's a few things from Epictetus 2,000 years ago that still really resonate today. And he was most of the practical one. He was like the most practical philosopher and he ruled on being rational about things. That's what these things, being very rational about things. He used to be a slave, he got his leg cut off, like loads of stuff happened to him. He managed to start his own school. Um, and another thing from Vikings actually that really thinged me, so the, the, the Stoics used to believe in like fate permitting, God willing, whatever they would say, like, ah, oh, I'm gonna go and do this, fate permitting, right? So fate has it lined up for me anyway. And then in the show, they show that the Christians believe in free will. So they don't think that things are fated, they have you got free will. And I think in terms of our mindset, and the Romans are this, is like the reason they were able to just go and do battles, if they would go, it's already been fated, guys. Fate permitting, we're going to win. It's already been decided. Let's go. Let's do it. And they would relinquish control and just do their best. Okay, so I think that's a really, really, really good way of looking at things. You know, we're not going to battle, fighting with swords and stuff, but... What we can say is, we don't say this is fated, that I'm going to be a failed, I'm going to do a failed speech. But what we can say is, I'm going to do my best, and it's going to be success, fate permitting. And it kind of just says, you know what, I'm going to do my best, see what happens. And relinquishing that control is essential. I think Hugh Gilmore actually did a really, really good Instagram post about the four stages on this. Um, that I want to cover with you now. So let me just have a, let me just get her up. So he explains it beautifully. So I'm going to use, uh, so he says here, okay, so questions that come in and some that I still have to release, this will help you think clearly about how to tackle your problem. I'm going to use strong example here and I don't apologize for it simply because if psychology is going to work, it's going to be a strong circumstances. <laughs> You'll see what it is now. So four possible changes. I'm afraid that I will get killed if I go to Sesame Street. Okay, so number one, change the situation. Avoid, prevent it. Don't leave the house. Don't go anywhere or go anywhere, any place ever again. You haven't developed any coping skills from this. You have reduced your stress though, okay? Second step is behavioral change. Learn self-defense, carry a big stick. So you know you could die in the street, but if you've got a stick, you might protect yourself. Um, you've got a skill, but you don't know if it's always gonna help you, okay? There's no guaranteed success either. The next is cognitive change. We get to challenge the interference you make. So what evidence do I have that I will be killed if I go to Sesame Street? This is really useful as it helps connect you to reality. 
And then the fourth stage, the most advanced one, is philosophical change. And this was designed by the Stoics like 2,000 years ago. I can't get over it. Anyway, if this is true, what is the best possible way for me to live? Very simply, if you are going to be killed next time you go to Sesame Street, what do you need to have done beforehand and how do you want to go out? Obviously, you will want to fight back and do as much harm to the attacker as to prevent them being able to commit similar crimes in the future. Ask yourself, what is good for me and good for the world? And I'll try to soften this example a bit because let's face it, the cookie monster who lives on Sesame Street ain't dangerous unless you're a cookie. Some of you might be a cookie, but this is the exact framework I use people change the circumstances. The approach comes from REBT and is a philosophical change element, comes from Stoicism. So the fourth one is, if you're going to be killed next time, you know, just do your best, right? Be prepared, do your best, and maybe there's nothing you can do, do your best. And you are giving away some of that control. You can't control everything. I could walk out and now a hit bus hits me. I could. And I could die. But what I'm going to do is, and make sure I look both ways in the street before I cross every road. We get taught this when I was younger. I'm not going to be looking at my phone crossing the road. Right? I'm going to give focus. Like we, we can do better in situations but that's the bad we do if i just if i did that but then the bus came around the corner just to look the other way at 150 miles per hour and i never seen it well what can i do not be there at that time i don't know could have been someone else so this kind of like fate permitting um is a good way so you want to lose 10 pounds in the next eight weeks fate permitting well you could do it you could try your best right you try your best Hit your macros, do your training. But week four, you might break your leg. You might be walking on the street, twist your ankle, break your ankle, can't move. Right? What would you do then? What do you do with that? Thing is, that can happen to us. We all get injured. I got ill. I've been out of action for way more time than I would have liked. And maybe this is my body punishing me. Because I never give... Never planned it. Never planned an actual break. <coughs> Don't count Ibiza as a break. Then straight to Snowdon. So you like either have a break from your own doing in terms of your own actions, your own decision, or your body will do it for you. Hence me, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's what I'm going to sell myself. But there's some things we can't control, but we can do our best. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And you can't feel sorry for yourself when you get injured or get ill. It's easy to be sorry for yourself, but we can't do it. These things happen. It's very unreasonable to think that it doesn't happen. That's one of Epictetus's main things. He says, right, he says, let me find it. Okay. He says this, yeah, and I think this is important. I do feel more, I know what's going on now. Man, the rational animal, can put up with anything except what he seems to seems to him, him or her, irrational. Whatever is rational, rational is tolerable. Can't say that word. Physical hardships are not intolerable by nature. The Spartans, for instance, gladly submitted to being whipped because they taught what it is done for good reason. But what about being hanged? Isn't that intolerable? Well, people frequently go and hang themselves when they judge that it is a reasonable course of action. In short, reflection will show that people are put off nothing put off by nothing so much as what they think is unreasonable and attracted to nothing more than what they seem reasonable. The more things you think that are unreasonable, the worse your days are going to be. 
if you think it's unreasonable for someone to shout to you and say you're a knob, well, you're going to be angry about it. How can they call me that? Well, might have mistaken you for someone else. Might have had a bad day. Maybe you've been a knob. Who knows? But just don't react to it, right? That's the best thing to do. If you react to it, you know, I put a put a few note stories in my note cards up and Dr. P shared one. Who is my master? Whoever controls what I desire or dislike. And it's, it's true. Someone can go up to you in the street and go, hey, you're a knob, mate make you dislike them and react. They're your master. They've just made you do something. They just forced you, essentially, to do an action. And you've just gone along with it. And I think there's an example, more than an example, is like you wouldn't let someone come and take, you know, cash out your bank. You protect that. But you let them come and take an hour out of your day without any defense. Any defense at all. So we need to think the more things are reasonable because humans are complex. And the more we can do that, things better. And I think Mark Manson has a modern version of this, which he does a lot of his writers are based on stoicism is, you know, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. We should give less fucks about things like that because we think that unreasonable, we give a fuck about it. If we give a fuck about something saying that, we think that it's unreasonable and then we waste our energy. We should not do that. We should only give it about things that really, really matter to us. And I think that's essentially the modern version of it. Do we understand, guys? Are you with me? I know it's getting on. I'm going to try and wrap up now, but um, I'm trying to focus here because this illness hasn't gone away. My brain's working at a slower rate. Um, there's another, there's another, another one of my actors that like, uh, is, he says, but it's as if I were to say to an athlete, show me your shoulders. And he responded with, have a look at my weights, good boy. And then Epictetus back, Get out of here with your gigantic weights. I'd say what I want to see isn't the weights, but how you've profited from them. And boom, who cares about how much you will lift? Who cares if you train seven days a week? Who cares how busy you are? Right? Who cares about whatever you're doing? Are you benefiting from that? Or is it for the ego? Is it for the vanity metrics? Like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Are we doing it for the gram? Are we doing it for that? Are we doing it to impress someone else? Are we really profiting from it? Are we really profiting from being super busy all the time? Nah, we're going to burn out. It's going to be horrible. Doesn't matter how much you lift. Doesn't. So you profit from things. Doesn't matter how books you read. Advocate read books. Read a lot of books. Please do. But if you're reading them too fast and you're not really taking notes, really digest digesting them, what's the point? That's what book club's for. But what's the point? Are you profiting from that? Or are you just just reading stuff and forgetting? That's what reality is. So today, think about, are you doing something today? What are you doing today? And are you profiting from doing it? Is it benefiting you? And maybe have a, have a, have a listen into, into yourself. And are you doing it because it's really benefiting you? Are you doing it for what you think it's doing for your reputation or vanity or the ego? And Ryan Holiday would say, ego is the enemy. So, that's it. Are you getting that picture for you? Right? Want to make someone jealous? I don't know. Guys, I don't know. I'm not accusing anyone here, but I'm just saying human nature. I've been watching too many Vikings. I've been <laughs> reading, uh, watching too many of their uh, approach to life. Um, but, you know, to finish, they were all about fame. Doing something for fame all the time. Fighting, revenge, everything for fame. It's everything. All of it. And some people are like, do you know what? This is a way to live. You need to do a new settlement. No more revenge killing. 
No more doing stuff to be king. What is that? What's bullshit? So like no more kings. No one. We're all going to be our own people here. I think uh, the main story from it is like people doing stuff for fame is just the worst. It just brings out the worst in people. Uh, it dehumanizes them in a sense. So I don't know if anyone here is doing stuff for fame. Probably not. But maybe the modern thing is just self. Uh, just approval from every person you know in the workplace. Maybe everyone. I think maybe that's one. Don't be people pleaser. Don't be people pleaser. Trying to control everybody's opinions of you. If people don't... You should have people disliking you. Otherwise you're not being yourself. There's no way every person you meet is going to like who you are. It just doesn't happen. There's no chance of that happening. And if it is happening, you are people pleasing. Maybe changing who you are to people all the time to please them and not really being you. And that's not who you should be. You should be yourself as much as you can. Self-actualization is called. And Bruce Lee was all about this. Um, so be yourself today. And have a look into this quote by Epictetus. You know, I want to see your shoulders. See the benefits of the shoulders. How big they've gone. How strong they've gone. But when you're like, look at my weights, mate. Look at the notes I've done. Look at these, uh, look at this pile of books. Have you made any gains from them? That's the question. So enjoy today. It is Stoic Week by Modern Stoicism. If you want to sign up, I uh, don't know if this voice note was any of use to you and your health for the journey, guys. I know there's a lot of questions in the group I'm going to cover about the app and the macros and the deficits and all that, which I'm 100% going to be covering this week. Um, getting back to the basics, helping you out with that. So please do stay tuned for those. But I'm back this week. Thank you all for the messages again. And if you're any going through an illness, guys, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. It does pass, uh, but you have to accept the reality of it. Try and fight it. You're just making your day worse. If I fight the illness, I thought I had to do work on that day that I was really suffering. It would make my suffering worse. I accepted. There's no way I'm doing it. There's no way I'm doing anything. I accept this. Bring it on. It's fine. I accept it. Put Vikings on. Cheers, boys. That's it. And I, it was good. I didn't struggle against myself. I just looked at recovering. And sleep was the most important thing. You have to sleep to recover from an illness. 100%. If you can sleep, you will recover faster. Neurofen work for me. Guys, you're in for a treat with this illness. It's a common cold, but uh, it'll be coming to, to near you soon enough. Cinema's near you soon enough. Um, have a good day. Uh, and I'll be back tomorrow, hopefully, with uh, a bit more vigor to these voice notes. But goodbye for now. And that is it for today's episode. So hopefully you took something away from it. If you didn't, here's what you need to take away. Stop wasting time on social media. Stop wasting time gossiping. You've only got today to live. Today's the only day you ever have. So if there's anything to take away from this podcast, even if you can't understand the word I say, even if you didn't resonate with the wisdom I try to deliver, this is a reminder of you daily to live one day at a time. Give your moments meaning today and don't be fooled by thinking you've got unlimited amount of days. But if you can make the most of today, I'm telling you, you'll have a fulfilled life. So enjoy your day and hopefully I'll see you back tomorrow. Do daily to live one day at a time. Give your moments meaning today and don't be fooled by thinking you've got unlimited amount of days. But if you can make the most of today, I'm telling you, you'll have a fulfilled life. So enjoy your day and hopefully I'll see you back tomorrow.